everyone, and this is episode two of season three of Going Beyond Salvation, and this is your host, Jess Robinson. And today, you know, I'll, I'll kind of go over our reading a, a little bit quick today, but I was just seeing a, a tie between, especially Deuteronomy and Psalm 40, and so we'll have those kind of together, and then we'll we'll talk about the book of Luke separately after some short break. Um, so, you know, as we read in Deuteronomy chapter three, we see, you know, about the king of Og, king Og defeated and the land of east of the, of the Jordan's divided, you know, he's going over these things, especially, you know, the signs and wonders that happened and, you know, we go, why, you know, some people may be going, geez, Moses, why are you saying these things all over again? But when we look at it spiritually, you know, he was reminding them of who their, their Lord is, you know, what the Lord has done for them. And I think for us, you know, in our spiritual life, you know, we always have to remember how the Lord has intervened in our life, how he has changed us and in, in, in our walk with him, the miracles, the the prayers that were answered, you know, those are the things that we have to continually remind ourselves. You know, as as a believer I have a journal and I've gone through several journals now and those journals you know, explicitly, you know, I always remember to put answered prayers and all of that and just how the Lord has moved when he's spoken to me through a verse. And it's in those times when, when you're struggling, you can take those journals out and just look through them and remind yourself how the Lord has moved before, you know, for you in the past, how he has moved, how he has been glorified and magnified in your life. And it helps to move forward. You know, it helps in those times when we're struggling to remind ourselves, you know, how he has been with us in the past and that, and always just reminding ourselves that he's still the same and he's going to go before us. You know, even though Moses, you know, he was trying to continue to go into the land, the promised land, and the Lord tells him enough, even though he tells him enough at at the end of chapter three, he commands Joshua and encourages, you know, him and strengthens him, you know, to and strengthen him because he's going to be the one that is going to lead them to inherit the land. And so Moses or Joshua needed that encouragement. He needed that reminder of what he has seen, you know, what he saw in Egypt and what he continued to saw, uh, see out of e- Egypt. You know, and what I was getting out of this reading is just not to forget what, what the Lord has done for us and not to forget him because when we forget what, what the Lord has done, you know, it's so easy for us to slip out of obedience, out of our prayer time, out of our reading time when we forget, you know, 
the Lord and we just kind of put him on a shelf and just, and he's not one of those things, you know, he's not some trophy that you can just put on a shelf and then take it off whenever you want and, and look at it whenever you want. It's, you know, something so much more that, you know, you know, it's a relationship, you know, and, you know, when you forget about that person, it's easy to slip out of, you know, getting out of dates and, and, and all, you know, and not doing anything with them. And it's just the same way, you know, he didn't want them to forget him and, and set him aside. Even when they get to the promised land, they wanted him they wanted, he wanted the Israelites to continue to worship him and be obedient to him, you know, and he warns them of idolatry, you know, they had, you know, those temptations before them because they still dealt with free will, you know, and, and we deal with that. We still deal with free will and, you know, there are idols before us, you know, we can make an idol out of fear, out of what people think of us, we can make Facebook into an idol, and, you know, we can get so easily distracted that we set God aside. But, you know, he talks about and gives them, you know, when they're in, in that distress, that they can go to him, and that's what's so great about God. Now, it doesn't give us license to just go and, and leave him and do whatever we want. But when we find ourselves not walking in his ways, you know, he's there. He's there and he's going to take us back, you know. And so, you know, that's what I got out of this and, and just don't, you know, choose to not forget the Lord. You know, choose not to forget the Lord. And, you know, we go into Psalm and, you know, it's just a constant. Like when you look at the Psalms, because David was such a worshiper, you know, he was a worshiper. And we look in the Psalms and it's just like, you know, him constantly bringing reminders of, of who God is and what he's done. And that, you know, like we see it in, in verses one through three, that that he waited patient for, patiently for the Lord and that the Lord heard his cry, took him out of a horrible pit, you know, established his steps, put a new song in his mouth. And we see him praising the Lord, you know, and, and he just, he has this heart, you know, that he reminds himself of the Lord's goodness and that he's going to continue to proclaim the good news of righteousness, you know, and that's something we should do as well. Not only just remind ourselves, but we can take those answered prayers and we can share that same hope with others that, that need it, that, you know, they don't, haven't seen an answered prayer or they're struggling as well, or they've struggled in the same way. And you can share how the Lord, you know, how he was so good and righteous and what he did on, you know, on your behalf and how he has changed you. And I, I, 
love David's prayer that he's he prays to the Lord to not withhold his tender mercies from him and that you know that his loving kindness and his truth would continually preserve him you know I think that's a Saul or you know a prayer that we should have in our lives as well as a as a heart for the Lord to change us and do who he wants us to be you know to be more like him and so you know and he continually says the Lord be magnified which means you know when you magnify something it's to make it bigger and so make the Lord bigger in your life bigger than your problems bigger than the scenarios before you make him bigger and and how you can do that is you know con- constantly reminding yourself what he's already done cuz that that makes him bigger and so that's pretty much what I got out of that that I wanted to share and so we're going to take a quick a quick break and then we will jump into the book of Luke And we are back and we're in Luke chapter two. And something that I didn't point out in the last podcast is that uh, Mary, you know, continues to follow the law even after Jesus is born and that he's presented before the Lord, that he's given the name Jesus, that he's circumcised. That's just something I wanted to point out so much with the the book of of Luke is we see that Jesus and even with all the gospels Jesus followed the law he was there not to you know erase the law he was there to fulfill the law and complete it and being that final sacrifice but he followed the law and he fulfilled the law you know himself and we see that with Mary and, and Joseph, they were also obedient as well and, and continuing to follow the law with Jesus. And then we see when they they go for go to Jerusalem and you know to fulfill another obligation that was to be done. And we see this story about Simeon. And he sees God's salvation. And it's because, you know, he'd been waiting for the consolation of Israel, you know. And it wasn't just Simeon. There were so many that were living under the oppression of of Rome. And some had probably went through another, you know, several leaders as well. And, you know, they were waiting for a Messiah that was going to be there to overthrow Rome. But this isn't, you know, what Simeon was seeing. He ends up seeing what's going to happen. You know, and he, you know, he prophesies, you know, that when he sees the, the baby Jesus, he says, you know, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. 
Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, which he's talking to Mary, and the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. But we see that, you know, he was alive and, you know, waiting for this, this promise and the promise comes and he says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. So Simeon, he sees, you know, he comes, sees God's salvation that was promised that he would see. And instantly he has a peace knowing that he he's going to move on from you know, this life, he's going to depart in peace, knowing God's promise has been fulfilled. And so when you look in your own life and God has put a promise in your heart, and I see it so many times with people, you know, that have a near death experience, but they knew that they had, there was a specific promise with God and they go, this, this was not done yet. And it's in those times when you come across those situations where you say, no, this is not done yet. You know, cling on to those promises and say, you know, this is not, you know, I'm not going to die. I'm going to live, you know, and see the promise, the fulfilling of, of this promise that the Lord has laid upon my heart. And there have been promises laid over my life and over my husband's life. And, you know, there have been some scary times in our lives, but it's just like, you know what, this is not the end because God has so much more for us. He has so much more, you know, in our lives. And so we see that with Simeon and then they also meet Anna who, you know, she has been a widow, but she's been so close to the Lord and she gets this opportunity to see you know, the baby, and she goes and starts telling the good news. I mean, she was probably filled with so much joy because of her closeness to the Lord. She was able to recognize what he was, you know, his plans and what he was doing. And, you know, and then we look at Mary and, and, you know, she... I think Mary and and <laughs> even Joseph, you know, you have to think about, you know, what they were thinking as well. Like how that spoke to their hearts as well to see all these things come to pass in their lives. And, you know, Luke gives us a, a glimpse into you know, one little glimpse, you know, into, into Jesus's childhood. And it's the only childhood we get. And, you know, he puts another memory on, on Mary's heart to ponder about. But, you know, we, we see the memes on Facebook actually about this, about, you know, parents like to put this meme on there going, you know, don't judge me. in regards to my kids, because Mary and Joseph lost Jesus for three days. And, you know, it's, 
it's that way, you know. I actually had a friend whose whose child would, you know, they did everything they could and they had the childproof doors and everything because he was known to run outside and disappear and they couldn't find him. And so she knows what it feels like when, when your child goes missing. And, you know, I... I believe Joseph and, and Mary were very, very, I think especially Mary, she was very worried about where he was. And, you know, it wasn't saying that they were bad parents because they were traveling in a bigger party, which meant they thought maybe he was just with somebody else. But, you know, they find him back in Jerusalem and just... What he's doing during that time, you know, he's asking questions and there's these religious leaders and they're astonished at his understanding and answers. And so we see, and even his response to Mary, when she questions him, he says, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be at my father's business? We see at Jesus at this very young age, how... Which it, it wasn't too young. At this point, this is probably about, this is when he was 12 years old. The next year he was going to be able to participate in Passover, which was a huge step, um, uh, especially for the young boys in Israel. It was a big step in, in being able to participate in the Passover feast. It was like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, our equivalent of, you know, when we turn 16 and we can get a driver's license, that's the same way, you know, the same feeling, but we already see him that he has such a, a understanding of his relationship with his father and I think Mary treasured it in her heart because, you know, knowing that there's such an understanding there. But we see he doesn't rebel and say, you know, I'm not going back with you. He does obey Mary and Joseph and he, he goes with them. And that's all we get out of Jesus's childhood. Um, from some of the other references that have been made in the Gospels, we know that either, you know, that Mary and Joseph have other kids, you know, in their marriage. And we know that, you know, at some point, Joseph isn't mentioned, which means that he probably died at some point. So we don't know when he died. Some speculate that's probably why Jesus was a carpenter, was to help supply income for his family. We don't know. But we get these small little glimpses you know, and Luke, you know, he's a historian and he picks and like, we'll talk about that in the book of Acts. Cause he, he's, you know, the one that has wrote the book of Acts and he picks each story for a reason. And so each of these, you know, speak to our hearts about, you know, it's God speaking to us about, you know, Jesus, his son, and his awareness to his father. And I think we can also have such an awareness with the Lord in our lives. I think, 
you know, we shouldn't forget these kind of things. We can get lost in, in so many other details, but, you know, we shouldn't forget, you know, our Savior and all of that. And always just to remember his promises and that God, when he gives a promise, he doesn't lie, you know, and he, he doesn't make a mistake. It'll always happen. And so we, we can just rejoice in that. I mean, he came through on his promise that he's going to bring a savior and he did. And, you know, we sit here and we're waiting for Jesus to come back and that promise is going to happen. You know, I think it's going to happen soon. And so that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about tonight uh, for the podcast. So for the next podcast, we're going to do Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 1 through chapter 6 verse 25. Psalm 41 verses 1 through 9 and then Proverbs chapter 7 verses 24 through 27 and then Luke chapter 3 verses 1 through 22 and so I want to end in a prayer and I just want to say thank you Lord Jesus for all that you've done in our lives Lord I thank you for your goodness Lord that we can just rejoice in all that you've done, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that we would not forget of everything that you've done for us, Lord, that we can look back and rejoice. Lord, I pray our hearts would always be becoming more like you, Lord. Do not withhold your mercies and your loving kindness in our lives, Lord God. And that, Lord, I just pray that we can just continue to have revelation put into our hearts as we read your word, Lord God. And we just thank you for all that you're doing and continue to do and give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day, you guys. Mm-hmm.